Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands and today is a WNR 470. It's WrestleMania, baby. I'm not alone, I have the pleasure to be joined by, alongside me for every WWE and AEW show, it is of course the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. How's it going? WrestleMania day, WrestleMania weekend, eh? <laughs> it is WrestleMania, how are you feeling? Excited, um, looking forward to kind of... Uh the outcomes that that come night one um we've got a lot to talk about so here we go yeah we've got a doubt of course monty and gina are preoccupied but like i said we've done it before and we're going to do it again and of course we are live and what show you have royal smackdown review hall of fame running through both nights and of course predictions but we're going to start with news and it's coming out at the moment is about Davy Richards, and I'm not sure if you heard this or not, uh, Jaxie, but he has retired, uh, basically, after a few promotions have cut ties for him, uh, with a 40-year-old came to light domestic violence allegations against him. Uh, if you don't know, Davy Richards used his team with Eddie Edwards, uh, and of course, in around here as well. But, I mean... <clears throat> Again, it's not like the most positive news to start with, but I think it's it's good, especially the kind of speaking out movement we had a couple of years ago, that someone like yeah. Davey Richards realises, you got to retire, mate. You know, there's no career in it now. Yeah, it, it's hard to see any sort of personal issues coming out on a cross issue, but, you know, if, if this is the only way that there's some form of questions for, for one's actions, you know, regardless of whether you're a wrestler or not, you need to face consequences, you know? So, uh, you know, it was probably the right move. Uh, probably who I have to say. Sorry, I don't really know this wrestler. I know Eddie Edwards. Um, so that's probably the only connection that I kind of really could be. Yeah, well, this is the problem that, obviously, with Eddie Edwards being known, people might be, it's Eddie Edwards, but it's not it's his tag partner. But he's been kind of mentioned in this. But it's like I said... If the way the world is now, it's it's kind of good riddance to bad rubbish, you know? Yeah. Right, next news story, and of course I was a huge fan of NXT UK and the brand itself. NXT UK came to an end last year, and there's been a lot of talk of NXT Europe. Uh, and of course we're now nearly we're four months into uh, the year, and no, no news apart from Shawn Michaels, who uh, in an interview said that they're still hoping to run him by the end of 2023. Uh, he said that he isn't something to throw together, especially if you want to set it up for success. I think everybody would feel more comfortable, take it longer, it would cost every, every eye. Now, again, I know Jaxie, maybe not the biggest you know, follower of NXT UK. For me, I love that. I want to see an NXT Europe. But again, it feels like with the announcements, this reminds me a bit of Tony Khan. You know, you get telling us that we're going to get something in the UK, but nothing yet, you know. And again, I can understand I'm sure Michael's wanting to do the right, but with the market the way it is, another hour of wrestling is going to be difficult for anybody anyway, you know. Yeah, I think it, it is pretty hard to imagine uh, at this moment in time, I think, until you see Dantial get sort of um, promoted, it's pretty hard to, to, uh, to picture sort of how much... Uh, going to this, uh, the thought process of this. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, and, um, watch and we'll find out. Um, but yeah, with, with how 
quickly sort of uh, things fell apart for NXT UK. I just don't have much faith as of yet. Um, but you know, I'm always open for surprises, and uh, if we if we could get more prominent UK wrestling over here, the more the merrier, you know. Yeah, I think without shadow of a doubt. Uh, and then the story that just doesn't end in a now deleted Instagram story, seeing Punk responding to what appears to be acclaimed by Delve Meltzer. Uh, he basically Punk's first match back in AEW took his foot ended up being a title for the squash match. Uh, Punk beat Moxley in the rematch. Meltzer said Punk agreed to it, and then in AEW got a legal letter saying he wasn't down to do it, uh, but he was. Uh, Punk basically said I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle. The plan was to wrestle at the pay per view. He said it was Moxley's idea. He said he wouldn't lose. Um, Moxley said he wouldn't lose to him. He never experienced anyone refusing to lose. He said he just laughed. They turned to squash match. Punk then said, "My health is more important." The liar, Jericho, the stooge. Uh, plans have changed, but I never put a company behind above my health ever again. And I get the sense of deja vu because this isn't what Punk said when he left WWE. But it was health as well, you know. I mean, look at William as of late. It's kind of like just speaks on his mind currently at the time, you know, um, and it ends up contradicting a lot of he's said. It's got to kind of take what's the end punk with a pinch of salt. Yeah, don't know <laughs> what. some bad, like, uh, like he's doing some bad. He's right. He's he's saying bad stuff right now. That's gonna piss a lot. Of, that that is pissing a lot of people. I'm not sure whether. Intentional of him, you know, like Punk has never had any filter, really. Has I mean, I wonder where he's where, where, where your sixth. It's an interesting one with Punk, you know, because it's like I said, Tony obviously, I mean, Tony Khan's made a mistake now, and I don't see him Punk. I mean, will he, would you ever see him come back to AW? Or do you think they're just, just him picking for the next few years? <sighs> it, it's a tough one because. I want to say yes, because there are so many matches that, you know, when he was still a current wrestler and part of the roster, there's still a lot of dream matches that I would have loved to have seen Punk in. However, it's it's pretty hard when Punk is just pissing off a lot of people. You know, he started off with the EPs and everything. Right now he's talking a lot and, and kind of getting some, some uh, throwback from, like, the likes of Jericho and Moxley right now. So... I, I, I'm not sure whether or not, like, he would want to come back to, like, maybe more attention in the locker room. I don't know if that would make it worse. Or if he can actually, I don't know, that them all just reconcile and actually just put it in the past. You know, that guy thing where, like, you know, one minute they're each other's enemies and then the next minute they're hanging out and playing football or whatever. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know sort of what situation Punk is in right now. I mean, quite frankly, I really was looking forward to seeing like Punk actually attend and wrestle in a forbidden door. Um, so some of a resolution does happen between AEW and Punk. Um, do you think? Like those of like punk, maybe even sparking up some with uh, WWE. Um, but other, I think that if he was actually um, come back, 
it, it would t- take a lot of humility for a punk to have them. Like, yeah. she'd be a, a huge fan of Triple H. Wasn't it Triple H had the, the biggest issue with um, over, or was it Vince Moore he had the issue with? I'm not entirely, I can't remember which one he had, but he had the issue with both. So, either way, on either side, either company, punk needs to reconcile. So, whether or not he decides that or not, I'm not too sure. He did a little bit of work with like, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, the oh, what was that? Um, you know, backstage. They, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I you know that was more like him in with Fox executives more than like WWE executives. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one. I don't, I don't know if Punk would actually want to have a sit down chat with Triple H. You know, so we'll yeah. have to see. Well, we'll see what happens. Like I said, many strange thing happened uh, in the return of CM Punk, maybe one of them. But of course, with WWE, the biggest thing of the year is the road to WrestleMania. So we're going to get to it then. We're going to start with the Raw after the Elimination Chamber, all the way back February 20th, with Sami Zayn getting a huge ovation, of course, uh, inside Ottawa. And the crowd continued Ole as he soaked in the reaction. He said the story is never over and we're in the final chapter. He asked Kevin Owens to join him and Owens arrived to a huge pop. He said to Owens he was sorry. He also said it might be past words at this point. He said told KO they should work together and take down the bloodline once for all. Owens said he didn't want to do uh, what he did for Zane. He's willing to fight the bloodline but alone. He was still mad. If he wanted help, he should ask Jey Uso. Cody Rose came to the ring for a promo. Quickly interrupted by Paul Heyman, who had a neck brace. The wise man got over Rose's skin a bit by bringing his family into it. The American Army warned Reigns not to send Heyman to see again and said he would see him soon. Uh, and this is the kind of story that we've seen on Raw and SmackDown as well. We're going to kind of get into the more details of it uh, with Cody kind of trying to. Do you, what are your thoughts, Cody, trying to bring Owens and Zane together? Do you think this gives. Cody a little bit of a rub as well because of how popular Zayn and Owens are and it kind of helps his popularity in a way. Yeah, I, um, I also think that like um, in, the pa- in the past, Cody has been judged by certain fans um, when it comes to sort of uh, how independent he can be or not a team player maybe um, in certain aspects. So by him actually even kind of uniting a, a team that everyone loves um i think there's that aspect of seeing like some formation happen to be able to take out the bloodline as a whole as well um you know they've been sort of dominant for the past two years now so it's uh it's a way of like also kind of looking at what sort of teamwork uh can come out rallying a, a separate group that aren't entirely a group. Um, but yeah, it does do Cody a lot of favours, you know, just sort of adding to sort of the build-up between Roman and Cody. Yeah. The thing is, it's the opposite of, like you said, a lot of people have done. And even with, like, Drew McIntyre going it alone, uh, it mm. makes sense to kind of, like I said, take out uh, the, the people before you have to face the kind of the big boss uh, as it was. Before you get to the king, you know, kind of like a chessboard. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Seth Rollins wants Logan Paul for costing him the US title. Uh, Bailey hosts an episode of Ding Dong Hello with Dakota Carneo Sky, who appeared. Lynch and Lita came to announce their intention for a future women's title shot. 
Elias came out to try and issue a challenge for WrestleMania, but was quickly taken out by Bobby Lashley. The Almighty gave a quick promo directed to Brock. Um, speaking of it, uh, Omos challenged Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania. I mean, poor Bobby Lashley. After what happened at the Chamber with a DQ finish, we thought maybe yeah. you know finishing the uh, you know finishing it, the rivalry with Brock at WrestleMania. We were going to have the Bray Wyatt match, which, of course, was the injuries. Uh, it's It's been tough, especially when Bobby has had pretty... Sh- I mean, he beat McIntyre for, with a WWE title on the line two years ago. I'm still not over that, you know? Yeah. I mean, again, you, you kind of just outrightly just talked about all of the bad luck right now that Bobby Lashley is having. Um, I can't deny my disappointment at really getting a chance to see Bobby on, on the uh, the WrestleMania stage uh, this weekend. I happily would have taken another Brock v. Brock, uh, Bobby, especially because of the outcome of, at Elimination Chamber, you know? Um, does it entirely leave me feeling a little bit better towards the match? Slightly, because I feel like that should have been Bobby, really, and then, then you know, none of this would have happened, but yeah, he's just had some bad luck lately. I really hope that, you know, that they're not going to kind of... Um, I hope he's not going to dip off this bandwagon and we not see him for or him every every other episode. You know, I still want him pushed. Yeah. You know, he, I, I don't feel there's been any revolution against Brock after the low blow. So we need to follow. Well, and again, not to send you on a kind of tyrant as well, but there's a lot of rumours that the Brock Omos match was because the man wanted it. Do you feel Vince has got his finger in the room, Dad? Me and James. Story with that. If that's actually true, fuck you, Vince. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Vince. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, the main event for Raw was Austin Fig versus Edge, with Finn Balor interfering towards the end. Fear to beat Edge. I mean, you could argue that Austin pinning Edge is the biggest result of his career, and it was kind of just put on a Raw in a weird way. I know Edge is probably not the same Edge that he was, but still, it's a big win. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I watched that match, and not only was I impressed by it, but I did not see that outcome happening, and I really thought to myself at that moment when he won, you know, "This is the thing." I mean, especially going into like John, getting a win over a legend, like um, so, yeah, and I'm happy for Austin Theory because he's actually being utilized in the right. I remember when he was you know, Vince's boy, and it just did not work for me. It did not. But I'm actually growing a lot of respect for the character work he's. Um, has some, I've noticed like how much more aggressive he is doing and stuff. Um, he's doing an excellent job right now, and that win was definitely a shot. Uh, move on to SmackDown, February twenty fourth. Uh, the Dominic Mysterio interrupted a respectful exchange between Ray and Santos. Paul told Jimmy Uso that Solo should stay with him while the tag team champion goes to the ring for his promos later. The advertised between Charlotte and Raya was less a preview. Uh, more of an excuse for Dominic Promo, uh, about his father messing him up. Um, that was it. Uh, Karen Cross did beat Ray, and afterwards, Dominic repeatedly trapped his dad in an angle that saw Ray appear ready to physically respond, only to walk out. And then Jimmy Uso hit the ring for a show closing promo, told his brother Jay that he needs him now. Instead, Sam Zayn hit the ring from the crowd, aged his former dog in the back and forth. 
You can be the honorary use to remember that, Zane asked Jimmy. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy blamed Zane for his dismissal from the bloodline, but the underdog from the underground assisted Roman has been living there for years. He also appeared, things so physical, and so to go hit the ring and chase Zane off. Uh, and then we move on to Raw February 27th with Jimmy Uso and Solo making their way to the ring with Jey Uso nowhere to be seen. Jimmy did a promo trying to claim the bloodline was fine. It paid off the drama as Roman Reigns continued to run the show. Uh, and again, it's really interesting to see uh, between the two of them because we know the problems with Jimmy uh, involved with Jimmy. Uh, the main talking point from that Raw was Trish Stratus and sorry, Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch and Lita Wynn. The Women's Tag Team Championships against Kai Sky with Trish Stratus helping them win. Again, the Women's Tag Team titles, and we were going to talk about this, the kind of the women's booking leading into WrestleMania has been really, really bad. What are your thoughts on putting the tag titles on Lynch and Lisa, which might be a good idea in theory, but with no story behind it, it doesn't really help. Yeah, um... I mean, when when Lisa came back to kind of just help out Becky, I kind of saw this coming um, and kind of knew when the match was called that they were going to be winning this. It, it's kind of bittersweet because especially when when you sort of Trish was brought back like sort of like a week after to kind of help them out or, or, or actually during, during that match, I think she came out. It's kind of bittersweet because of if, if they were going to win the tag titles, I would have actually for it to have been Trish and Lita with so much lack of build up for both Trish and Lita to sort of return to this uh, the, yeah it's kind of felt like a lackluster much like together really sort of like for a, a feel good fan base with Trish and Lita I love seeing them actually come back and I'm really excited to see them in the ring so not like I'm not excited for this but I actually am um, I, it's, when it comes to the women's tag titles right now I don't really know whether or not putting belts. It was a good idea putting belts on Becky Lita, yes, because Lita deserves something after the way after the treatment sheet uh, upon retiring. Um, however, I just feel like um, putting it on Becky and Lita is nothing significant to amplify uh, the titles in a way that should make them feel important. Do you do you, do you understand yeah. what I mean? No, I, I, um, yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen like damage control have been taking significant damage <laughs> like pun on pun there so to speak um, when it comes to the win-loss ratio that they've had um, having the belts back on them um, after they were taken off abruptly again before um, you know I thought you know maybe they'll actually do something significant with this group maybe even if Bailey's not in the title picture right now. Having uh, both Dakota and EO, EO as the tag type champs, you know they're both excellent wrestlers. Uh, they they had been doing a, a good job currently at that point so far. It, it's just a shame that a lot of this storyline has just really been damage control and Becky, yeah. and now you've just kind of brought Lita and Trish in. So there, yeah, I don't really see that why there was any need for there to be a little change between them. They could have still done this uh, triple tri- uh, th- six-woman tag match at WrestleMania without having had the title belt change. Um, however, I am excited to see the match at WrestleMania. So, and the <laughs> But the thing, we're, we're coming to WrestleMania and we're going to talk about the card later, but we've got like four women's matches. But it just feels that the star power involved, the build-up, 
It's like, you know, the two main storylines, we know what they are heading to WrestleMania, and you can feel the effect on kind of others, and especially with the women. And the other thing that infuriates me as well is just the time of women's matches. It's the last SmackDown where you had Fatal Four Ways, men and women's, Mm. and yet the women's was a quarter of what the men's was, you know? And it's just like, why are we not giving them more time? We're not AEW, you know? Yeah, again, um, there still is, uh, even though we've, you know, seen a, a, a great influx on change uh, <clears throat> change within the uh, women's roster, uh, within like sort of wrestling in itself with women, I still believe that WWE have this timing issue when it c- comes to their matches, especially when it comes to WrestleMania. They've had consistent issues throughout the years of the pacing um, when it comes to sort of the women's matches compared to the men's matches. Um, and I think we've discussed this before, James, about how there, there has been certain matches at WrestleMania that could have been shorter, that didn't need to have cut into the women's time to make it shorter, you know? Um, I hope going into this WrestleMania over the next two evenings, the women do get ample amount of time um, to their matches. Am I holding my breath on this, though? Not really. Yeah, this is the problem, isn't it? You know, and this is what we're seeing. Uh, but we continue SmackDown, March 3rd. Cody Rhodes came face-to-face with Roman Reigns for the very first time. Reigns struck a nerve by tapping into Rhodes' love for his father, Dusty, and talking about his relationship with the American Dream, the relationship they had during Reigns' time of Florida Championship Wrestling. Cody never spoke. Uh, and you can see he was a little bit annoyed. Um, but he rose and he never raised a fist or anything else like that. He said that uh, he will beat Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania. And it's funny because Cody has mentioned the fact people keep mentioning Dusty. And he said it's not about Dusty, it's about him. And the, the thing is, this is what I quite like because sure if it's storyline or real life because obviously Cody doesn't want to be tarred with a dusty brush but if Roman knows that he's going to bring it into it just to get reaction as well you know yeah I mean again I I remember watching that promo and feeling like I I wasn't entirely sure whether or not Cody was aware that uh his father was going to be brought up in this um and he didn't really look entirely comfortable comfortable you know mm. um you can tell that Cody is really trying to solidify a legacy that is for himself and not just built upon his father's uh, sort of legacy he already has. You can tell he's extremely proud of what his father has built. Um, however, you can see he's really trying to come into his own um, and, and really kind of uh, solidify himself um, as a, a separate sort of uh, wrestler compared to his father, Uh we do see that uh, he's changed a lot since uh, returning to WWE, um, but it, it does actually build to the, the tension of the match. So, um, I mean, they're, they're both doing a great job and Cody has a lot of patience. So um, even if he wasn't expecting um, for any of that to be brought up, he kind of really kind of played it off well and, um, you know, kind of held himself together, you know? Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Uh... Santos, hang on a minute, that's fine, I've got this, Santos lost to Dominic Mysterio, uh, we see Ray interrupting afterwards and saying he refused to strike his son again, Drew McIntyre called out Gunther, 
gets everyone else instead. Uh, LA Knight, Day, Karen Cross, all interrupted, wanting to get a title match at WrestleMania. We see Jimmy told Roman Reigns on behalf of his brother Jay, leave me the hell alone. Reigns told Paul Heyman if Jay is not on and in the bloodline by next week, he's holding Jimmy accountable. Sami Zayn versus Solo Sokoa. This match went one would expect. Uh, and of course, Uso resulted in a tainted win for Sokoa. After most Sokoa and Uso beat Zayn down, Uso uh, stopped him off with it instead of result. Zayn got up, fended both men off and escaped through the crowd, infuriating back, uh, Reigns backstage. March 6th, Raw opened with a shot of most of the bloodline arriving back with Paul Heyman speaking to Jimmy and Solo about their responsibilities on the show. Uh, so the first match of Sokoa take on Kevin Owens, which ended in a DQ, which again was a little bit disappointing. Sami Zayn arrived to save KO from a beating, which got a huge pop. Uh, Sami offered a hand, but Owens didn't take it. See, they're teasing us. They're teasing us. I have to mention it, Jaxie. I don't need. I don't want to, but it is on the card. Uh, the Miz is hosting which again the Miz out of all the people Triple H doesn't like the Miz has had nothing considering he was WWE champion what like a year ago year and a half ago uh, but he had Miz TV with Seth Rollins and Logan Paul and Lo- Rollins and Paul traded insults with Paul getting the upper hand with a um, sucker punch again Rollins deserves better there's, there's no doubt, but he is making this feud work. And The Miz is actually doing his part as well, helping a, like Logan Paul actually kind of get this yeah. reaction, you know? Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I'm, I'm not everyone who follows the WNR podcast knows I'm not the biggest fan of Logan Paul. However, um, I do think that both The Miz, having had that sort of history at having a match alongside... Logan Paul at WrestleMania, and then having the likes of Logan Paul taking on someone like Seth Rollins. Uh, they're both doing an excellent job with like the, the promotion behind this match. Um, and I got to say, I'm, I'm looking forward to this match, you know. Um, I think that Seth has just done such a good job at putting Logan Paul uh, on a, a bigger stage and actually making fans react to him. Um not just in a negative way, but also in sort of a, a wrestler way. You know, he's he's kind of being sort of more acknowledged as a wrestler, I think, going into this match. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see it going forward. Um, and I do think, again, uh, I, I don't know what's going on with The Miz. He's kind of been relegated to sort of either this entertaining host um, or a com- comedic r- wrestler when getting into... Um, like his fat mouth getting in him into trouble with the wrong wrestlers and just taking an ass whooping, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. So I don't know whether or not he's pissed anyone off. Uh, but I mean, the, the parts that he does have uh, or is included in um, within not just Raw and SmackDown, but going into WrestleMania, he's been exceeding well. And so he's, I, th- I feel like he's doing the best he can with what he's being given. It's the best way to yeah. say it, really. <laughs> yeah. I think... As well, um, he's a great talk piece. So having him host it, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I know the past few previous WrestleManias had seen hosting it. And I was like, why? Like, there's no connection. It's just very randomly there. But, like, it it kind of makes sense having someone like The Miz um, 
uh, like, you know, hosting uh, this WrestleMania, it kind of feels familiar. Um, it kind of feels like that, that role suits him, you know? It, he, he, that's what he built his character on before, wasn't it? Like that, he was the A-lister. And stuff. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he used to host SmackDown back in the day. So, like you said, he's used to it. It's just a shame someone like The Miz... Like, I know he's not big enough for confrontation with Stone Cold, but to eat the stun or to eat something, do you know what I mean? To be attacked at WrestleMania, I think. <laughs> I don't say he deserves it. You might still get that. You never know. Who knows? We might get a Undertaker, a, a, you know, sort of show up and just slam dunk him in the middle of the ring and then yeah. just leave or something. You did never say never when it comes to the Undertaker, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, we get on Raw, Johnny Gagano thanks to Edge and then John Cena came out to a very warm welcome he spoke into the camera during his entrance and jokingly pointed to Wrestlemania sign he couldn't even get the mic to his mouth before Austin Theory's music hit the US champ claimed he only become a superstar because of Cena and wanted to offer him a gift he offered Cena a match at Wrestlemania Cena very plainly said no and wasn't interested because Fury hasn't earned the right yet. He ran the US champ down and talked great if anyone cared about him. Fury, to his credit, mocked Cena's bald spot. And the veteran showed to the, uh, to the camera to prove he didn't care. And it's one of those things where, you know, again, I know you've already mentioned it, but Cena went back to that like four times. So you knew it actually did annoy him a little bit. Uh, again... Cena did accept the challenge for WrestleMania, but a lot of people were saying Cena, Berry, and Theory. But I think Theory, to his credit, had the best shot spot in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, I kind of rolled my eyes uh, realizing that we were going to get John Cena at WrestleMania. But uh, in terms of looking at like sort of his his wrestling history and how iconic he made the U.S. belt, this is the right move to make. You know, having like the icon who who uh, created a greater respect around that title, facing it off against the new current upcoming sort of egotistical young fresh wrestler, it kind of makes sense. Um, to be honest, I actually did feel like they both went hard at each other, um, and I didn't. I didn't actually feel like Cena buried uh, Theory in that um, in that promo. I still feel like they both went at each other quite hard. So we'll see what's going, what it's like going into this match. But I, I was definitely intrigued by the end of that promo. Yeah, about that. I know what said, and then it was announced going to um, start WrestleMania weekend. You know, to be the opening match. And even with the kind of advertising, it it's kind of is like a main event. So it's a huge match for Theory. But like I said, with Cena involved as well, kind of brings a different uh, edge to it, so to speak. Another WrestleMania, <laughs> another WrestleMania <laughs> match added was the Damage Control Challenge to lead a Becky and Trish Stratton for a six-women tag match, as we spoke before. It was next with Jimmy Uso and Sami Zayn. Uh, we see them... Uh, throughout the night interacting with other people but it's finally to meet one on one of course the crowd was firmly behind Zayn uh, Jimmy brought the fight and all got the chance of LA breaked out in the TD Garden Jay Uso showed up towards the end and stood on the announce table appeared to be cheering on his brother but Zayn ended up using his presence and distraction to pin Jimmy the Usos came face to face in the ring and both men told us with their looks that is think about Jay Uso and Jackson your very first pod with me, I think it was Night of Champions. Might have been Jay 
versus Roman. And Jay has, this past couple of years, it just what the bloodline can do without saying a word. And when you saw Jimmy and mm. Jay, yeah, I, I, again, I've had the pleasure to meet you and Gina, and I can imagine tension like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Between just, we don't know what's yeah. going to happen. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I can certainly say that watching that whole moment between uh, Jay and Jimmy, it was just kind of, from a twin's point of view, it was heartbreaking because uh, you didn't know what was really going to happen. And you could just see so much being said without needing to be said out loud. I mean, that's just sort of the way of not only twins, but I could say like, you know, even siblings, like if you've got that much of a connection, uh, so much can be said with just just a look, you know. Um, so you, you just knew that emotions were running high going into this. Well, this was saying we didn't know. We knew, you know, all of us were saying, oh, yeah, it's going to be Uso versus Owens the same. But the story leading into it, where we didn't know mm-hmm. where Jay was. You know, Jay... You we know, just didn't know how, just... We're gonna, how, how it was going to build up to, to the match. You know, we didn't know where the turning point was going to come, especially because of how previously Jay has, like, you know, endlessly stood up for Sammy. Um so, yeah, again, they just really had all of our heartstrings pulled. Well, I tell you what, once Jay walked out the ring and then hugged Zane, the crowd erupted into cheers. Jimmy dropping to his knees. But that wasn't it. Jay drilled Zane with a super kick. He screamed at his former friend that this was about family and beat him down from Jimmy and Solo until Cody ran down to make the save. And that's another thing I've Cody coming down instead of KO because then you can extend mm-hmm. that story and Jay still being scared of Roman because we all want Jay to make a mind up but he can't turn his back on Jimmy. Jimmy means more than anything and that's what I loved as well. Exactly like I, I knew I knew it couldn't be that you know Jay was leaving the ring and leaving his brother. I just knew it couldn't because I, that that wouldn't be me either you know Um. so I, I kind of knew something like worse was going to happen with uh for sammy between sammy and jay when it happened uh that i was very conflicted i had all these emotions up it was really hard to actually decipher them because of i felt absolutely de- devastated for sammy in that moment but at the same time i was completely overwhelmed with relief that jay wasn't turning his back on jimmy you know um i couldn't even imagine um any twin doing that to to their twin turning their back on each other you know so uh I, there was extreme relief as well as her devastation there but this is the thing that makes the storyline so good is the fact like you said we want him to do the right thing you know we know how controlling roman is we know how you know nice sammy is but again it's the fact we understand why he did what he did and like jay said at the start of smackdown on march 10th he promised to explain his actions we saw number one tennis ship for the intercontinental by sheamus cross la knight and woods uh after sheamus and mcintyre took over the action both got the pin at the same time this fucking annoys me because there's a legal ref in there why did the other referee come into count then you know what was the point of that I'm sorry, but if I was the other ref, I I was I was really flabbergasted by this because if I was the other ref, I'm actually putting him in his place to say I'm refing this match, not you. Get your ass out! My call is my call. Like I call this at the end of the day. Yours doesn't match. Like 
this to me just was sloppy. I don't know. It wasn't even like a ref bump and then the ref recovering to make the... It was just, like you said, the other ref was like, my time. <laughs> yeah. Like, it came out of nowhere. And I was like, you know, even I was watching this match with great anticip- anticipation, but I was going, wait, why are you getting in the ring? Why Why are you acting like you're the ref? What? You know, so I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, this... This move made me very angry because if I called it and saw what was coming um, for WrestleMania straight away um, and the way that it was set up, set up, I just did not like. So I wasn't really impressed or excited knowing that this is this was the match we were going to get at WrestleMania. Yeah, I tell you what was more frustrated was Gumpher, who I thought was going to chop Adam Pearce at one second <laughs> because he could make a decision. But fans wanted triple threat, find out what would happen. We then I mean, see <laughs> it just you know Gunther versus Sheamus uh, number two. Like I would have been happy for a one-on-one match between those two again, but uh, okay. <laughs> but it, this is the thing as well. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but my next point is we're talking about as well the kind of Rey Mysterio Dominic thing. I just want to mention like Santos and NXT wasn't this fanboy. Santos Escobar is acting like I would meeting Rey Mysterio. And it just, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, man, we love you. Like, losing to matches against the Judgment Day, you know, and it's just like, what the fuck? You know, what's Santos? What's going on, Look, man? The thing, I really love Legado del Fantasma. I'm a huge fan of theirs. Like, uh, again, from NXT, I've seen them in NXT and they were really good there, um, excellent there. Uh, I'm not actually mad at sort of like this team up with with having, you know, them team up sort of alongside Ray Mysterio. So Ray does have a bit of backing, especially with Judge Day. However, I, I, yeah, I don't know if he, he really they they really needed to come across as this fan fan group because they do come across more as a fan group than yeah, of Ray's. Than, just... than like, like it would have been really nice to like at the very. Do you remember? I think the very first sort of like. Uh, sort of backstage uh, setting we had um, of Bray giving uh, Santos a mask Um, and it was sort of like you know sort of like you know the passing to someone uh, to another and I thought to myself oh he's backing him like Ray is going to be sort of the mentor but you know kind of like in a Sting and Darby Allen situation where Sting doesn't really need to do much for Darby Allen because Darby Allen's (laughs) back by himself and just do that like it, it just comes across more like they're like a a, a a fan group and that's why they're not coming across as strong rather than being still their own legado del fantasma but that they're like working alongside ray does that make sense does that, yeah. does yeah, that it, it just feels that yeah it could be anybody in that role you know like even like a rap group or do you know what i'm saying like non-celebrity you don't need uh, its own group in its own right have um, Angel and Humberto, you know, do something like don't don't ruin Legado into these kind of fanboys unless you're gonna have Santos turning on Ray, which you're not gonna do at this moment in time anyway. You know, um, again, another infuriating thing. Talk about women's booking. Charlotte beating Shotzi. Again, I don't mind this, but like Ripley at ringside, both of these two are so off. Like, Ripley was looking when Charlotte wasn't. Charlotte had to move in when Ripley was kind of talking to Michael Cole. And it's just like, this feud has not worked. And it's very simple. 
Ripley should want revenge on Charlotte, but instead, we just it's just not working, you know? It's just not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think right now I'm a bit biased because I'm just like a huge fangirl of Rias. So for me, it's just all been about, about her winning uh, Royal Rumble, her getting her actual chance. Because if if we all kind of uh, remember back to sort of the, the COVID times when uh, Rhea lost uh, her belt at WrestleMania, it kind of felt like another Oscar moment. It felt like, you know, that wasn't the right call to make, but because of issues with Rhea's fees, I think it was issues with her visa at the time. Um, she obviously had to vacate. So, I mean, again, twice now, Charlotte's just kind of come in, taken the bell and just done what she likes by two different, uh, like, bastards who were extremely popular from uh, for the fans. So, I mean, if, if we're, if, if we're going to get Charlotte losing at WrestleMania, then just I'm fine with it. But, yeah, I, I kind of yeah, do. It's it's more about the result, isn't it? You know, like I said, it's more about the destination than it is the journey. It feels like with Ray Ripley and Charlotte. <laughs> you know why I feel that is though, because unlike again, if we're if we're having to compare it, which I really don't like to compare men and women's wrestling at all, but in terms of storyline, um, there is none. Charlotte's reign as the current SmackDown Women's Championship has been very minimal. She literally just returned and picked it back up on a random SmackDown, like on her first day again. And it was just like there, you know? So for for, for a lot of us, and we're, we're, we're ready for anyone to take the belt off Charlotte because we're just like, you didn't... <laughs> Like, you didn't even earn a title shot. You just came in and just freaking pick it up like you were fucking queen. I know that's what everyone calls you, but seriously. Yeah. So I think anyone's just ready for her to be just, like, dethroned at this point. <laughs> well, we see Jey Uso admitted that he didn't want to do what he did, but Jimmy Uso is his brother, and he would do anything for his brother. In their promo, Jay looked uncomfortable, even conflicted, while Jimmy smiled. Jay blamed Zane for pushing him into this position, calling him selfish, Jimmy turned his attention to Cody Rhodes, who arrived in a suit. Uh, American Nightmare took off his jacket when he prepared to fight. Sami Zayn appeared from behind to attack Jimmy, while Cody and Jay brought to the crowd. Zayn and Rhodes finally took the ring and stood tall together. And Michael Cole saying Rose, Rhodes made a critical mistake getting involved in the business of the bloodline. He already is, isn't he? <laughs> like, how more involved can you be? If you're challenging Roman Reigns, let, let, why would this be I mean, a mistake? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't really understand what he meant behind this, to be honest, because uh, Cody got himself involved the minute that he won the Royal Rumble. So there was nothing, it was inevitable, Paul. So <laughs> what do you want him to do? Well, well, <laughs> Might as well give him some allies going into WrestleMania. <laughs> this like. Just be sitting and catering, just waiting to be called for your main event match. Just, you know, just don't speak to anybody, I suppose. Um, March 13, uh, Edge and Finn Balor agreed to face each other inside Hell in a Cell. And we talked about time of matches as well earlier. I've no doubt this Hell in a Cell match is going to be 20, 25 minutes. But should I be excited more for this? Because I'm thinking Edge, Balor, I like both, but... What is it that we're missing? I mean, are you kind of hyped for this match? Or are you a bit like me just going, 
Um, I actually am. I'm, I'm, I'm actually in, interested in this match. Um, I actually think it could be one of those rare hidden gem ones that are really, really, that goes really good. Um, I, I kind of got, uh, a little bit more excited when sort of we were teased with the demon, uh, Finn Balor possibly coming into this match as well. But I don't know why, but I, I, I was really happy to kind of see Finn Balor being put on a, a, um, a main, event match what what a main event caliber match in wrestlemania um you know they've been doing excellent work with building up the judgment day and i didn't think that the judgment day were going to get as popular as they did um and right now a lot of that work is because of what dominic and rhea are doing so i'm really kind of happy that they've not really dropped the ball on like you know finn balor as well being a prominent um member of this of of the judgment day too um i've i'm kind of yeah i'm kind of actually looking forward to it well i'm glad because like i said i don't know i don't know if it's feud's been around for too long or it's just i don't know but like i said i'm hoping i watch it and then it just clicks you know but just just a little bit off uh, Omos and Brock Lesnar faced off with Omos doing it. I think this was this week. It might be. I mean, all their segments had been the same. Like Omos showing how big his hand is. Brock going, "Whoa, dude!" And then kind of get thrown out of the ring. You know, that's what we, we know what's going to happen at Mania. But that's the build up. SmackDown March seventeenth. Cody Rhodes attempts to be mediated between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, bring them together against the Bloodline. It didn't work, despite his and Zayn's best efforts to sway Owens. The prize fighter questioned why he'd want to align himself with someone who does not want to be his friend. And then he walked out. Zayn approached Owens backstage and told him they are friends and he loves him. To which KO responded by driving away from the arena, but not before looking over his shoulder at his buddy. And another question has been asked of Rey Mysterio. Did he fight Dom? Uh, and still, no, he would not. Even though... Uh, Dom called his dad a disgrace. Uh, Ray would not hit him. Ray Barrett announced two WrestleMania showcase matches, one men's and one women's, with four tag teams in each. Uh, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez qualified for this one. Uh, and then finally, Charlotte and Ripley threw down in a brawl that could not be contained. Uh, did have a good line. When I was a kid, wrestling was built on Rhodes as a challenger and Flair as a champion. She said there were similarities then and now. But like I said, we needed that brawl with Ripley and Charlotte, didn't we? Because it was just too just too much fucking around. We want Ripley just to smash Charlotte, don't we? Exactly. Like, I don't want this to be... I want this one to be like a real sort of, like, clash of the Amazons. That's, that's kind of what, like, the idea that I've got going into this match. I want to actually enjoy this match and not just because of the fact that I am totally on Team Rhea's side, you know, but just kind of seeing that glimpse, I'm like, yeah, this is what I want at WrestleMania, just them beating on each other and Rhea just really inflicting that dominance, you know? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And then we get to find out who would face Gump for at WrestleMania as Drew McIntyre Sheamus faced off. Uh, of course, hard-hitting match with the trademark finishers. Sheamus went for a brogue, McIntyre cat with a claymore. The result was a, a double count out. Gunther came to the ring and he got the answer that he wants, a triple threat match. Now, Jaxie, people keep mentioning Gunther and Sheamus' match at the Clash. 
but you throw McIntyre in there, and this honestly has the ability to be the most hard-hitting triple threat match in WWE history, and that's not a joke. Oh, yeah, I have no doubt that, you know, um, even though a lot of people were highly anticipating um, getting Gunther versus Sheamus uh, too, I have no doubt that adding Drew to this match is not going to make it any less exciting. Um, I feel like that, that the build-up to this in terms of the outcomes of both of these matches sort of just uh, were really annoying. Um, so uh, in terms of the build-up, I've not been very excited for it. However, I do know that this match is probably going to be one of the best of, of the night um, going into it. So I'm looking forward to it still. I just... The build-up has just been a bit blah for me. Yeah, this is the thing. is like the three of these just, just need to go. and just Once they start slapping each other in the face, that this will just be... <laughs> I cannot wait, you know. Uh, for the first time since Jey Uso's stunning betrayal of him, Sami Zayn came face-to-face. -face. Brother fired up Uso, admitted he never trusted Zayn initially, but let his guard down and was proved right. Zayn took exception, telling Uso he had the choice to stop uh, taking Roman Reigns' abuse and be his own man. He claimed that Jay was not mad at him for hitting the tribal chief with a steel chair, but rather Uso did not get to do it first. Isn't that right? <laughs> do you know what I mean? We're all listening to it and going, damn, Sammy, like, you spitting the truth there, son. And Jay probably he yeah. is pissed off. Yeah, I mean, you can tell. Jay wears his emotions right on his face. You can really tell. Um, it's pretty hard not to see it. Yeah, well, I doubt. Well, Jay attacked, and he was soon joined by brother Jimmy as a number game threatened to leave Zayn unconscious yet again. Then, Kevin Owens returned to the arena and unleashed hell on the tag team champions, clearing them out of the ring. And then, in the moment that will kind of live with us, I think forever, Owens and Zayn embraced and got the biggest pop that I've heard in a long, long time. Tears in my eyes. Perfect storytelling this was, Jaxie. It was. Um, and I think anyone who have been fans of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, even from NXT days, will will just know of the sort of um, on-again, off-again relationship that they've had throughout the years. And it's been a long time since seeing them both reunited like this and together again. So, you know, I... I can't even deny like that was like such a sweet moment. And to sort of see that a few weeks uh, prior to having like Jay and Jimmy reunite and stuff, it's just all about brotherhood, a lot of it. And that's why there's so much emotion going into this match at WrestleMania. Well, shadow of that. And Raw March 20th, we see Raw opening with Sami Zayn. Kevin's making the way to the ring, getting a warm reception. Both men look up the WrestleMania sign, but the Usos come out to rain on their parade didn't take long for KO to issue a challenge for tag titles. Usos accepted before rushing the ring, begin a brawl. Jimmy barely saved Jay from taking a Huluva kick. They grabbed some steel chairs, but a number of officials came out to break up. Backstage solo was shown arriving with Ramos and Paul Heyman. The Usos went to the back to end the segment. Uh, I was expecting to see the Usos literally leave ringside and then see them at the back kind of joining up with Roman, seeing as they have to do that sort of thing. But saying right in the world, seeing Owens and Zayn together, you know, it's just, I don't know what it yeah. is, but we're all right at the moment, you know. 
I mean, it just feels natural seeing them um, together like that. So it's been a long time that everyone's seen that. So it's probably a real feel-good moment as well. Uh, shadow of a doubt. Seth Rollins ruined Impulsive TV. You could say it was already. Oscar and Blair beat Green and Niven. Blair was able to power up Niven to hit the KOD for the win. And this is the thing we forget. You know, the crowd's quiet and then Blair could be able to do something like this and you realise how kind of powerful and great she is. And and again, Oscar versus Bianca Belair should be a match, Jackson, that you and I are kind of wetting ourselves over with excitement with the build-up. But Bianca, and yeah. Damage Control, we mentioned it, her booking, considering mm. she's come up to a year as women's champion, yeah. has, has been videos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're trying to keep it quiet. And Oscar's a challenger. The build has been Oscar mm. coming, coming out, spitting mist, or maybe not. And it's just nothing, you know? Yeah. There's been uh, sort of like a lack of time given to them to actually really build on something um, to bring into it, you know. Um, They've had such little time to build with this, and I don't understand why, because um, we should, like you said, we should all be like really... Don't get me wrong, I'm excited for the match. The match is going to go hard, but the build-up behind the match has been lackluster, you know. Um, It's one of those ones where it just feels like... they've just been a victim to having time taken away to even promote or build this up. Um, yeah, it's a bit sad, really, because this is like a, a highly anticipated match is going in night two, I think they're on. Well, this um, is like, we're not even sure what night they're on. They're not, they're not even had this kind of build. And when you think of how good both of these women are, mm. you know, with a match where it had been built with Saint behind it, and I know Oscar's kind of straddling the kind of face hill and where it is, but we've not seen another side of Bianca. You know, she's not kind yeah. of turned more cocky and confident as champion and maybe heel side. She just stayed the same, you know? And I, I don't know whether or not that is due to the lack of time she's really been given. It, it's been sort of lackluster build-up, sort of random matches on rule ones that are just really connected with either oscar coming out for a save just to kind of make play mind games with her but it's just sort of quick and simple and there and then and then it's gone you know like there's been no sort of real backstage promo on this or build up behind this either um it's just been yeah i don't know why the sort of storytelling behind this hasn't been as um invested in from a creative uh point of view but go the when the match gets into it i know that these two women are going to deliver um it's just a shame that probably the with the lack of build-up there's probably not a lot of people entirely looking forward to the match right now you know well there's one match we're all looking forward to and that's cody rose and roman reigns they met in the final segment of raw uh, with the tribal chief not uh, alone of course, with Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman by his side. Uh, Rain said Roe wasn't cut out for this. And he said, this is, I'm, I'm actually, this is brilliant. This is what I remember. I'm actually <laughs> doing this from brain rather than anything that's written down. Because Roman said, like, you quit everything. You quit the Stardust character when it got too hard. You quit AEW when you couldn't get over. Uh, you've come back here. And the night after WrestleMania, you will quit again because you failed to beat me. And Cody knocked out the park by saying Roman, yeah. what about you? What about after WrestleMania when you're there without the championships and you realise you're a Roman without any reigns and you're a tribal chief 
without any tribe. And again, Roman, the look on Rome in his eyes, where he, his, his eyes just moves, um, contemplating it. That was like it, the first. Yeah, that was the first moment where Roman probably felt fear about losing. Yeah. You know, I I really think that that was the first time he really thought shit. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Cody was ready, and Roman then had to question himself and thinking, no, 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 but it's true because if he hasn't got the power, he who has the gold has the power. And if Roman hasn't got that gold, irrespective mm. of what happens with the Usos, will Jay still step in line? And what about Is Solo? That... You know, Solo yeah. is there, for, in my, my mind, to take Roman out when his time is done. Like I mean, I feel like there was so much uh, sort of underlying um, uh, what are the words hints about what could potentially come for the future storyline of um, or, or what will happen to the bloodline after. And again, pro- Cody is a king when it comes to promos. He delivers them so excellently, and his the the way he art- articulates himself. Um, in his comebacks and what he actually says, he's not just doing it to like, he doesn't come at you out of spite. He is coming at you with the truth and you can actually just really feel every word he's saying. So even when like, you know, Roman wanted to go ahead and, you know, sprout the whole, you left AEW because the crowd weren't over. Like the fact that even Cody's comeback was, um, I actually helped create another promotion that allows more wrestlers to be uh, hired. So I really don't mind where I am because of I know what I've accomplished. All of that, like, you know, I actually felt that excitement and that drive and, and that build. Um, you know, he he's so excellent at being able to really get under your skin, but just with how sincere he is, not even out of spite. This is what I was like, this is... Why it's kind of working so well, if you know what I mean, especially yeah. with, with that kind of exchange between the two. Mm. SmackDown March 24th, just nine days before he challenged Roman Reigns. Cody kicked off SmackDown with a contest against Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah, I mean, Ludwig Impress. Like, this for him, I don't. I don't know where things are going for like Imperium as a group because like I mean lately like both of them Kaiser seem to just be like the they're kind of like the jobbers for Gunther but they're kind of like the jobbers naturally in sort of tag team wrestling as well at the moment um I wanted them to kind of come across a lot more dominant but yeah again it's really hard because there's been no one in the title picture for the Usos, so they've not really focused a lot on like the the building of all these individual tag teams within the, uh, the sort of uh, current Raw and SmackDown rosters. Uh, you know, week in week out, we're just kind of seeing random tag matches put together, but there's no significance behind them. So it's really been hard to kind of feel invested in a tag team and and them being any form of dominating um, across the tag team division when the Usos are currently holding both title belts as well. Um, it's, it's been such a weird one for, for tag team wrestling in that sense because without having the belts in in the picture, it's really kind of put a less uh, um, spotlight on the tag team division. Um, and I don't think it helps, obviously, um, having sort of a tag team like uh, Imperium 
sort of having to take the, a, a lot of the losses when it comes to, you know, this build up for the intercontinental belt. So they're really kind of just helping to elevate uh, Gunther, um, which is good. It's great for Gunther because he's had a great run. But when it comes to Imperium as a as a tag team. When it comes to, like I not... said, jobbing out to uh, Cody, you kind of think like, what? why are they involved in this? Like Again, Ludwig showed out low, but like I said, there's a problem when it comes to kind of underneath guys there's not enough uh kind of mid-level hills you know they're not going to feed the carrying cross to cody Rhodes. you know exactly. so they have to be in with a tag team essentially you know yeah yeah but anyway we found out Rhodes and sako would face off on raw Rhodes said sako they find out he's not ready which again a great line from cody even the fans charted that Sokoa is not ready of course rain stopped him on Raw for attacking Cody, and he said Reigns will find out WrestleMania he's not ready either. We had a really weird Charlotte Flair promo. Charlotte is really unlikable. I think this is a problem. And with the what chance, she she forgets she's a babyface and just goes back to yeah. Charlotte, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think this just goes back to my point, which I won't reiterate too much on, but um, it, I think it's the build-up behind Charlotte even getting that belt back. She came in and she just capitalised off of an already beaten Ronda. Ronda had had just a great match against Raquel Gonzalez and Charlotte just came in, demanded it right there and then and just took it, you know? Um, I, I think that there there was like a, an extreme unlikability about her from, from that point of view. Um, and they really did then... Um, like try, I think at some point they really did try to like kind of turn it so that she is a baby face, but she's not doing anything to help herself when it comes against Rhea Ripley because she just she's kind of coming across like her arrogant self. <laughs> yeah, this is a problem. It comes yeah. to the surface, you know. You can't help it, and it's you, you're meant to be a face, but yeah, all yeah. of a sudden Rip, Ripley is more light. Um, <laughs> Well, anyway, Dominic Mysterio wanted a match with his father. Well, after SmackDown, he finally got it. Uh, we see Ray battling LA Knight with Knight scoring a tainted victory. But the meet this segment came moments later with Dominic taunting his father by disrespecting his own mother. He told his mum to shut up. Uh, Dominic explained from the influence for the most anticipated matches this drew Ray back to ringside where he finally punched his son as hard as he could and accepted his Wrestlemania 39 match Jackson would you ever thought that the build up to Ray versus Dominic Wrestlemania would have been done so well be looking forward to watching Ray I kick mean, Dom's ass yeah uh, you know well done to both, both Ray and Dominic um, even, you know, uh, Aaliyah and their mother as well, because there was so much emotion going into that. But the minute I heard Dom shout, shut up so, so loud in his mother's face, I was like, oh, Dom, Ray, you need to you need to hit him for ev- on behalf of everyone right now. And it felt extremely satisfying seeing him and smack him one. So. Yeah, definitely um, excellent storytelling. I'm very to see Dominic's WrestleMania. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, really, really good stuff. Uh, Shotzi and Natana cashing a ticket 
to the contest beating Zali and Lacey Evans. From there, Ronda Rousey and Baszler returned, revealed they've been added to the match as well. Contract signing for the Intercontinental title turned to chaos with uh, signatures happen before Butch attacking Gunther. This set up a match between the two. Pete Dunne versus Volta for the next UK title delivers some classic battles. Uh, and this was yeah. another good one with Gunther getting the win. But it's weird to think where mm. Gunther is compared to Butch at this moment in time. Definitely. definitely. I think this all this match served to do from my point of view was remind great Pete Dunn is as a rex as a wrestler. Make me miss Pete Dunn, you know? Um I must admit, it was really it was such a hilarious moment just having Gunther talking and then he's like, What are you looking at? <laughs> to Butch and just seeing Butch just <laughs> It was <actually> really funny. <laughs> One of them, for sure. Yeah, no, but Butch is good, but again, like you said, at the moment, not getting a lot to do. Uh, then we see, of course, in the segment, Kevin Owens welcome best friend, brother, and overall swell guy, Sami Zayn. Uh, friendly banter, the presentation of a new KO Mania shirt this year with WrestleZania across the front. Gave way to a sneak attack by the Usos that left Zayn lying. Ventral like Owen wielding a steel chair. What's crazy to think with Kevin Owens as well, I was thinking about this watching this, if he was to win, he would then become a Grand Slam champion in WWE because he hasn't won the tag titles. I don't know what's more impressive, that or the fact that if this tag title match goes main event, it would be a second WrestleMania main event in a row. Who would have thought that from Kevin Owens a few years ago? Or a couple of years ago, even? I mean... I don't know, but I feel like a couple of years ago we were actually having a conversation about how underrated Kevin Owens is. Um, so it's just great to see how utilised he he currently is, you know. Um, I think every match he's had, you know, at a pay-per-view at the moment has just had so much hype going into it um, and just always ended up being such a um, a high-caliber level match. So this will be very impressive to see if he can make it as a Grand Slam champion. Without a shadow of a doubt. Move on to Raw. Last Raw, March 27th. For the Miz Open, we were episode of Miz TV. He brought out Lynch, Drax, and Lita. And, of course, was distracted by damage control. This led to Becky Lynch and EO Sky. The man won in a really good match. Seth Rollins beat Mustafa Ali. Next, Omos and Brock Lesnar had a weigh-in with Brock again, getting thrown out of the ring. Uh, Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins, Strowman, and Ricochet took out Eric, Ivor, Otis and Chad in an eight-man tag match. Austin Theory spoke in an empty arena. I'm not sure why. Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green beat me, him and Candice LeRae to be the fourth team in the showcase. This was originally Carmella, but due to injury, it's Sonia Deville. Um, and again, I mean, it's just the women's. That's just, it's just annoying me at this moment in time. Priest versus Rey Mysterio. Dominic calls the disqualification. Legado made the save. Gunther beat Ziggler. The main event saw Cody Rhodes take on Solo Sokoa. Uh, Street champ weren't concerned with winning as he was softening Rose up for Roman. Sokoa was able to get his foot to the bottom rope to avoid being pinned by the crossroads. Came down to the ring to strap Rose. Sokoa drilled him with a super kick. However, Sami Zayn and Owens came out to fight the total holders on a marking nightmare. Finished off Sokoa with another crossroads. Uh, again, 
Really good stuff. Sara Sakura losing for the very first time on the main roster. Uh, but these two matches, like I said, the tag match and the universal title match, these are the two that make Mania. Would that be fair to say? Uh, definitely. You know, they, there's been so much more effort put into telling the story behind all of these matches and just, you know, giving it the, the time it needs to kind of like build a bit of a reputation amongst the fans and, and generate this type of response that the fans have. They're fully invested in in both of these titles and the stories that are behind them. Um, it's it's disappointing disappointing when you look at it from the women's point of view because you just think you know the build-up could have been so much better like when you compare it to both of these title matches going into wrestlemania but it's a fair statement to say that these two matches really are representing like wrestlemania this year you know yeah without a shadow of a doubt a final stop then smackdown yesterday march 30th unspeak tag team champions the usos hit the ring to kick off the show because you see a few words of course, Owens and Zayn interrupted, vowed to have thrown their foes and hopefully bring them back to the same level Usos they had long before the bloodline changed. Conflicted Jay responded saying the prediction of the bloodline's demise at WrestleMania and premature that it's bloodline mania. He said the remain champs, Owens would betray Zayn and nothing would change. So there again, Jay planting a few, well, Owens yeah. planting a few scenes saying, Owens, you know, the, the Usos could go back to being quite friendly as they were. And Jay mm. saying, no, Kevin's going to stab you in the back, which is something we've not even thought yeah. Exactly. There's so much like sort of potential foreshadowing going on there um, within the, that whole discussion. But there is also a lot of um, sort of re- real talk that kind of took place, um, especially when it comes to, you know, I think we discussed uh, previously before this about um, sort of, how Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn back from NXT time has had, you know, an infinite of ups and downs uh, when it comes to their relationship and whether or not they're, they're you know, enemies or, or actual team. So, you know, just already by mentioning Kevin Owens and like his past uh, record to of, of, turning on people uh yeah like there's a there's a lot of potential for for people to be like oh shit what if this does not go the way we think it's gonna go at wrestlemania you know that that brings so much more excitement going into the match itself though um this is the type of promo work we need just before like the 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 pay-per-view event so that it gives fans uh doubts as well about what could happen what the outcome could be um and this is this is what you know sort of good storytelling wrestling um, is all about you know you don't really want to go into um a wrestlemania and just really feel completely confident in knowing who's going to be the winner of each match you want to know that you know there's potential for either person to come out of this yeah but how devastated would it be if it was mania oh my but, god, oh my god. <laughs> i don't think my fragile part could take it you know i i don't i really don't i think i'd end up feeling heartbroken myself like it like ko just turned on me well i want to mention something as well because obviously we're going to wrestlemania 39 and i don't uh, you know when we think about tag team matches there's only one tag match that has main event at wrestlemania and of course that was the very first one but i'll ask you this has a tag title match mattered more at wrestlemania this because i don't think it has you know when you consider nicholas was teaming with braun Strowman a few years back for tag team title the tag titles at the moment are almost 
more important than Intercontinental and United States as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think I, I, I agree with you. I, I can't really think of um, a time that the tag titles have felt this important going into a WrestleMania match, you know? So um, the bloodline, again, that's excellent storytelling is not only just kind of brought in the emotions, but it's really just kind of solidified uh, how how um, invincible these belts really are when when it comes to the Usos and being with them and how dominant they've been. So there's like a lot of like uh, importance going into this match on on seeing whether or not uh, Ko and Sammy can actually take the belts off them, or now if there is any doubt that Ko could turn, you know, <laughs> especially because it took Ko so long to actually finally accept Sammy back there's still that underlying issue or uh, a feeling of, okay, well, what if he's just like, well, fuck Sammy over at WrestleMania too. Yeah, you know? I'm thinking it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we see Ricochet beating Chad Gable, uh, Eric and Montez Ford. We had the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal, of course, home to SmackDown. Uh, the list was quite impressive with talent, though. And these are the Nothing to do with Mania. Johnny Gagano, Xavier Woods, LA Knight, Bobby Lashley, Karen Cross, Baron Corbin, Bronson Reed, Matt Moss, Santos Escobar, Dexter Loomis, Butch, Rich Holland, Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Rally, Rick Boogs, Elias, Cruz Del Toro, Woken Wild, Marseille, Mansoor, Carl Anson, Luke Gallows, yes, they're still there, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Angel, Humberto, Ranchant, Ilya Donis, Top Dollar, what has happened to Hit Row as well, Braun Strowman, Otis Iver, Angelo Dawkins, but Reed eliminated the massively popular L.A. Knight. Knight was over like Rover, drawing the loudest booze of the night. Reed also eliminated Strowman, but Bobby Lashley won. We mentioned earlier, poor Bobby Lashley. He deserves more lists, but at least he won, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, when I saw the screen graph for the Andre the Battle, the, the giant battle royale, and I saw Bobby Lashley right there at the at the front of it, First of all, I was cussing out so hard at the screen, like, this is what he's been relegated to now. Are you fucking serious? Like, I actually would really love a last... I'd, I'd prefer last-minute change. Almost as injured. Brock took almost out already. And Brock Lesnar uh, and Bobby Lashley is coming for revenge for taking almost out like that again or something. Like, you know, let's do another who who ran over Stone Cold Steve Austin sort of situation. Run it almost over. Put Bobby back in the WrestleMania picture against Brock. That's what we wanted in the beginning. And instead, we get him on a fucking Andre the Battle royal which he should have won and he did so you know right rightfully so but that still does not get make up for the fact that we're not seeing him on the wrestlemania uh page uh this weekend so i i'm a, I'm a, a little i'm not gonna lie james i'm a bit annoyed by this whole yeah. situation and the booking for bobby i i think that you know going outside of wrestlemania like you know they they always kind of like do like a reset of the roster or whatever i don't care but wherever bobby is like can we actually focus on booking him properly please because this for me has been sloppy for him and i'm i'm annoyed i'm pissed off like you rightly said he had been the one to take the belt off drew not even a few years ago um he had like you know this great ongoing on on again off again feud with brock that you've not finished and instead we're getting like almost versus brock which I'm not trying to badmouth almost, but I would rather see Bobby versus Brock again, if I'm honest. So, yeah, I was pissed off. I'm glad he won the Battle Royal, but I was pissed off that he's not part of the WrestleMania weekend. The thing is, like, 
the championship, you know, the, the two tag matches technically don't really need to be on there. Have the Andre Giant Royal Battle Royal kick off one of the nights at WrestleMania. You know, at least you can have this talent at Mania because there's enough talent in there. Like I said, Bronson Reed, LA Knight, Karen Cross should be enough, but they just didn't. And Legado showed they were complete marks being welcomed uh, into the LWO. Yeah, the LWO. Um, I mean, I actually thought this was quite a good play on the, you know, sort of like, I really love the design of the t-shirt. But again, again, I feel like it just doesn't help with this whole look that they, this aesthetic that they've got going on right now, which is a fan club. So, I don't know. I'm I'm Um, not sure about this. No, no, it didn't work. Uh, And again, we have a WrestleMania showcase, a match the women's, but we had Rekha Rodriguez, Basil, and Tanya and Sonia against each other while the partners watched the ringside with Cal winning. Weirdly enough, Michael Cole pointed out Natalia went in her 11th WrestleMania. What a stat that is for Natalia. She doesn't get enough credit, does she? 11th WrestleMania. I know. I, I mean, that was uh, surprising to me as well. I hadn't realised that. Well, fair play to her. Uh, would Seamus and Drew be able to work together to beat Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser? Yes. Yes, they could. But barely. But barely. And then in the main event segment, there was really no substance. American Nightmare talking about Tupac and California Love. Uh, with the Tribal Chief coming down to the ring and telling him to acknowledge him. That was it. You know? And uh, I know we're going to do predictions a little bit. But what kind of worried me is that we didn't see the bloodline lay out Cody once. Not once has the bloodline or Roman Reigns got the better of Cody in the build-up to Mania. And usually that happens. Yeah, that's that's actually true. And um, we have seen Cody kind of come out for the save before, um, you know, getting in the ring with them and they've just left him alone. They've not gone ahead. You know, they, they've definitely had the numbers to be able to, like, overwhelm him them as well. Um but they've not done that, so interesting. Mm. Mm, is it over? Is it the end? Would that be the last SmackDown that we see Roman Reigns as undisputed WWE champion? And we're going to move to the Hall of Fame. Of course, that was last night as well. I know a lot of people, there's a load of stuff. There was Ring of Honor, uh, Super Card of Honor, I think, yesterday. The standard delivered today. There's two nights of WrestleMania. So I understand people have got to catch up. People have got to catch. Yeah. We've got the night after WrestleMania. We had SmackDown. We've got uh, Rampage, if anybody's doing <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff. There was a New Japan oh. Impact show on Thursday night as well. <laughs> oh, there was. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm overwhelmed. Listen, just pretend I'm going to be behind for a while, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to do the Hall of Fame quickly. And we're just going to talk a slim two-hour runtime. Gone on the days of oh, four wow. hour shows. Then again, Hillbilly Jim is not giving a speech, so it won't be four hours. We'll be all right. Uh, Grace and Kayla Braxton hosting with Stacey Keebler, inducted by fellow Hall of Famers Mick Foley and Tori Wilson. I love Mick Foley, but goddamn, did he look like the Penguin? He really, really did. <laughs> Oh wow! I haven't actually seen that many um, that many pictures yet from Hall of Fame, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to see look at it and watch. Bless his heart, Keebler, 
Stacey Keebler showed gratitude for the fans who supported her throughout her career. She was gracious, shines light on the women who were influential on the revolution as a performer and credited Fit Finley for doing his best to turn into a wrestler. She said the Dudleys were her best teacher and a shout out to Shane Hurricane Helms as well. Uh-huh. I've got to tell you something, Jaxie. Stacey Keebler for me was my favourite as a raging teenager. So I can't be biased. No. So what are your thoughts on Stacey Keebler? I mean, you know what? I was the biggest fan of her when she was actually um, teamed up with the Dudleys. I actually just thought that she she meshed so well with them. And, you know, having been a fan of the Hardy Boys and Lita team up, I've, I'd always been a fan of having like a, a tag team and, and a female sort of uh, team up, always have been. Um, and I think that Stacey Keebler added to um, that for me growing up. Um, you know, it was just another she, she she did use her feminine ways, but she also wasn't afraid to get in the ring and actually do what, what she needed to do as well. So, um, yeah, I'm really pleased that she was um, inducted in the Hall of Fame. Um, biggest highlights for me really was when she was part of the Dudley Boys team. Loved seeing them all three of them together. Uh, up next was Anne Holfman, uh, who was one of the greatest and most influential celebrity performers in professional wrestling history. His long-term rival, Jerry King Lloyd, was unable to attend assembly because of recent stroke. So Jimmy Hart handled the honours. He spoke of Kaufman's dedication to his whole persona for introducing the newly shrine performer's family. Kaufman's brother, sister and children accepted the honour on his behalf. delivering a short and sweet speech that followed the world of his love for wrestling. I, I find Andy Kaufman wrestling. Do you, I mean, Jaxie, do you know a lot about him? Or, you know, do, can I... Go into a little bit. No, I don't. So please, please do educate me on this. Um, I don't know much about him at all. Right. So I find Andy fascinating. So a gifted comedian who gained fame for his absurdist stand-up routine and appearance on shows like Taxi and Saturday Night Live. He loved professional wrestling. Uh, he did ring up WWE originally to ask if he could be a part of the promotion as a heel. Uh, Vincent Mancini said at the moment they don't really do stuff like that. So we got told to ring Memphis, where Jerry the King Lawyer was in uh, charge. They ended up having a feud. Andy Kaufman was wrestling women at the time when Jerry the King Lawyer finally stood up to fight him. There was a legendary exchange on Late Night with David Letterman, uh, of course, talk show in America, when uh, Jerry the King Lawyer slapped Andy Kaufman across the face and Andy responded by throwing coffee at him. There was a film about it, Man on the Moon, in 1999, where a lawyer appeared alongside Jim Carrey uh, as Kaufman recreating the iconic moment. This led, without Andy Kaufman, we wouldn't have Johnny Knoxville, who wrestled last year at WrestleMania, uh, and these type of comedians coming across. Sadly, Andy Kaufman passed away in 1985 at the age of 35, but his legacy remains an important part of history. Man on the Moon is one of my favourite movies of all time as well. Andy Colfin, for me, definitely deserved to go into the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry if that bored you, Jaxie. <laughs> it's very fascinating, you know, um, and I just learned a bit of history of someone who clearly was iconic to the business, and I'm very pleased to hear that he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Well, up next, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Wouldn't be a Hall of Fame without Ric Flair, uh, and of course, every time he comes out, you go, Jesus Christ, the man is still walking, which again, is great. Uh, it was down to him to try and tell the audience about the great Muta as a legitimate main event star in the early days of WCW. He ventured off top of the but ended it emotionally, 
Flair thanked Muta for taking care of his son, Reed, a decade ago and said he would love him forever. Flair can do what he wants. God knows how long he has left. I think that's what people say when he, you know, when he does come out. Yeah. Muta, not a strong yeah. speaker in English, simply thanked W for the honour of his induction for basking the adulation of the fans. He did spit the mist which popped Oscar at ringside as well. And what's weird about this, Jaxie, is that we've spoken about Muta losing to Nakamura mm. in the New Year tour. His final bout was a great Muta character in the six-man tag team match. Mm. And, of course, losing to Naito as well. And this kind of puts a cherry on it, even from our perspective, in a weird way, you know? Definitely. I mean, it's, it's really great to see that there's a continuous uh, appreciation for what Muta has done, not just within uh, New Japan Wrestling, which we had uh, just recently seen, as you uh, said, um, but then to see sort of a, a greater appreciation within a different promotion and a different international promotion as well. Um, it just goes to show like, you know, what sort of... Uh, history Muta had with wrestling and and the level of respect across the world he managed to gain um so again really really pleased that he was inducted um this was well deserved for the great Muta and uh, we get legendary referee and backstage jack of all trades tim white deservedly entered the annals of the hall the apas jbl and ron simmons did the honors for the man the friendly tap the bar they were responsible for destroying more than one occasion they talked about the influence of White, who sadly died in June 2022, both in the ring as an official behind the scenes. We looked out for the boys for the business. He introduced his brothers, Pat and Tom, to accept the honour on his behalf. Pat spoke on behalf of siblings and said there was no crying in wrestling. His speech was short, but conveyed gratitude for the honour to the fans. I mean, Timmy White was a referee when I started watching. He went flight. There's some great clips of flying into the head in the cell. Uh, against Jericho and Triple H, of course, refereed the Hell in a Cell match between Mankind and The Undertaker. And he looked after Andre the Giant back in the day. And when I say that, Jackson, I mean, literally, anything Andre wanted, Timmy White was on call, you know? Had an amazing career, oh, wow. you know? And I, and I think this gets put on the back in the day. They talk about the kind of dim I mean, talent. I... <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, if, if if Andre the Giant asked me to get something for him, I don't think I'd say no. I think I would do what he asked me to as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was like, he didn't take anybody but Timmy. Timmy was his man. Oh, like, you know. Oh, like... kind of sweet. <laughs> yeah, and now they're up there uh, partnering up again, you know, like I said, Timmy yeah. White. Yeah, group waiting to greet him. I know. Like I said, deserving it into the Hall of Fame. And then finally, the greatest luchador in pro wrestling history, and one of the five or so greatest, in my mind, of all time, headlined the Hall of Fame. Jaxie, if you're going to go watch one thing, please watch Conan's speech at the start of this Hall of Fame. Oh. Honestly, it's one oh, okay. Conan inducts Ray in one of the best speeches that I've seen. Just humble. Okay. Uh, just, you know, even say, you know, talk about bring in and come kind of through and it even saying Ray's first match at WCW was against Dean Malenko and luckily Dean Malenko didn't have mm. a, uh, an ego and wanted to actually help out yeah Conan was was fantastic yeah. and, and Ray coming out in his, his bejeweled mask as it was you know we know mm. so much about Ray but when you know they talk about yeah. starting as eight years old and wanting to be a wrestler you know and breaking into the business 
Um, yeah, some great stories as well with his wife Angie having to support Ray being a wrestler, kind of growing up, talking to about his experiences in ECW and WCW. Uh, what happened during though? Well, Dom, Ray Ripley, and Damien got up and left the arena. They left during Ray's speech. I was worried they were going to actually fight, but they didn't. Or could they? Like, I feel. Oh, I still feel like that's so disrespectful, Dom. Even if it is, or just for the build-up of the match, could you not have just like not done kayfabe for that one <laughs> night and just actually appreciate your dad in the in the Hall of Fame for frick's sake? Oh. I am going to go back and watch that because I'd love to hear uh, him talk about Ray, talk about his past experiences, um, and just really kind of hear the great respect that you know everyone has. <laughs> Up and Dom, that is. Well, this is the thing. Conan made Dom break as well uh, by saying, can he get adopted and you can get rid of Dom? Uh, so, you know, mm. like I said, Mysterio wrapped up a speech. by fa- He said in his family, they thank God and then they thank Conan, for whom he, would, he wouldn't have uh, accomplished in professional wrestling being possible. He said they took a chance on him, sold him promoters, and the fans accepted him despite not looking like the muscle-bound superheroes that dominated the industry at the time. Now, Rey Mysterio, my God, Jaxi, you know, what a career he's had. If anybody deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and also should say, lovely, we finally mentioned Eddie Guerrero, and it was a lovely Eddie chant. Of course, these two are interconnected. But does anybody, you know, what a legend and a true Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, again... I think I've said this about everyone in the hall uh, that have been inducted in the Hall of Fame this year. They've gotten every single person spot on and correct. Every single person has deserved a, a spot in the Hall of Fame here. But out of everyone, Ray is so well deserved. Um, I can't really express enough. You know, you've said a lot about what he's done for uh, within wrestling um, throughout his career, but just the effect he's had on the fans, the effect he continues to have on the fans now. Um, there's just so many young fans that still continue to look up to him. And you see that day in and day out, every time through his uh, entrance, when you see those young kids with Ray Mysterio masks on and Ray goes over and interacts with every single one of them, like he has that connection still to this day. Um, it's never going to die down. You know, he's really cemented his legacy. And it was just, it's so beautiful to hear how well respected he is across the, not only the wrestling community, but within the, the wrestling companies that he's been a part of. So, yeah, very well done to Rey Mysterio. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. So we're in there now, Jackson. You know what's next. It's it's a big, big time. Is WrestleMania predictions at the moment. Well, we do three prediction leagues. Uh, and at this moment in time, we're just going to focus on WWE predictions. Of course, it started with me at the Rumble getting a perfect score. Monty struck back at the chamber with a perfect score in itself so it's one each now so it's down to you and gina to come back now how are you before we give predictions how are you feeling with your own predictions are you confident um i, I i'm not sure i i would say apprehensive um i feel like with uh, the choice i've gone with going into wrestlemania this year um i've really played it safe I think, um, but with so much on the line when it comes to the prediction league, um, I feel like playing it safe might be the better 
uh, option here. So with any luck, that might pay off for me over this weekend. But we'll, we'll see. We'll soon see. <laughs> Natalia, end for the 11th Rumble. This is my eighth WrestleMania doing predictions. I have won the last seven. So no pressure at all when it comes down to it. Uh, of course, uh, with Monty and Gina not being here, I will give Monty's predictions as well as my own. And Jax, are you happy to give Gina's as well? Yep, I've got those. Um, she's already sent them to me, so we're all good to go. Oh, here we go then. So night one, we know it's going to start off. United States Championship match, Austin Theory versus John Cena. Uh, I mean, I'll take this one to start because there's not been a lot of build-up. You know, we've had one exchange between two. Do you think? Do you think that's affected the, this matchup by not having a proper build with John Cena not being there? Um, I mean, in terms of level of excitement of this match going into it, I don't think I'm overly excited by it. I think that we're going to get a, a good match, but again, the build up hasn't really been. I mean, do you know what? What? what killed it i i still don't understand why there was that promo of austin theory in the ring by himself (laughs) not talking to anyone um it kind of it really reminded me of early covid days you know when there was no fans and i didn't i couldn't understand or work out why he felt like the need to do the promo where no one could hear him where john cena couldn't come out and like clap back or something you know it kind of felt like a bit of a Oh, um, I, I, I don't want to say my piece and um, and then have John Cena come out and kick my ass for it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to just do no one and film it and then send it in. They they definitely like oddly placed that in there, and I don't think it did anything to help build the promotion behind this match. Will this match be good? I think it will, but yeah, the promo just has left it lackluster to feel excited for it. Well, we're going to get a John Cena WrestleMania entrance, you know, so obviously that's going to start the show. So it's going to be big. And the question is, yeah. if Austin Theory beats John Cena, it is the biggest victory of his career, of his life. And you can count on one hand how many times people have pinned John Cena clean, let alone at WrestleMania. But irrespective right. of that, though, you mm. know, I start us off i will go for austin theory jackson what about you we'll do ours and then we'll do monty and gina after obviously yeah yeah of course um and i think this goes back to you know what we were just kind of talking about uh on a uh, previously having theory be edge on a raw um you know I'm I'm just kind of looking at going into this match that he's got with John Cena in a way where there is potential for him to like continuously grow. But he's given me very much young Randy Orton vibes. Um, and what I mean by that is just having these amazing opportunities um, and actually really uh, blowing, blowing not on, only the crowd away, but the executives and everyone else watching behind. So um, I have gone with theory myself on this uh, because I truly believe that this could actually be his time to really uh, shine and a, a giant push. And, and what better way to have him defeat not one legend, but two consecutively. Well, no surprise. Monty has also gone Austin Fierce. So Monty goes as Fierce. So what about Gina? Yep, is a straight flush. Gina's gone theory too. Excellent. Right, up next, we've got Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy 
versus Viking Raiders. Again, a showcase of four teams. Uh, Jackson, what are you thinking about this? Um, again, um, <clears throat> I understand why they're doing this, like as a showcase, because of the fact of the Usos currently holding both belts. So it's, you know, a way of being able to showcase four teams. Uh, I've not really felt much build up again going into this match uh, personally. So I'm not sure that my level of excitement is at where it, sh where it could be if we, you know, had some real decent content come on, coming out of tag team wrestling as of late within WWE, but it's not really been there. Um, I have played it safe with this one, and I've gone with a Braun Strowman and Ricochet. So you've gone, yeah. Um, <laughs> as, again, I don't know why. I don't know why I feel, yeah, this is, you know, maybe Braun and Ricochet. I was thinking, right, so Zayn and Owens, chances are they're going to win the tag titles. Spoiler alert, right? You're going to need challengers. Would it be the Uso straight away? You might need a bit of momentum behind them. Viking Raiders, if they win this, then they can say maybe they're next in line to Owens and Zayn or at least have a match coming up. So I've gone Viking Raiders to win, even though my, my heart says faces, but I have to go with my head. I think that'd be fair. Uh, what about Gina's one, Jaxie? Uh, so Gina has gone with the Street Profits on this one. Ooh, street. I wonder then if <laughs> that's it. <laughs> has Monty gone for Alpha Academy? No, he hasn't. He has gone for the Bald Brothers of Braun and Ricochet. So he's gone the <laughs> same as <laughs> you there. Fair right. enough. Thing. But I mean, I was play. I was toying with the idea of Viking Raiders as well. Um, I thought maybe potentially if, if you know, we were going to get a, a new set of tag champions, that there was potential for a heel to go group to be the first to face them. So it, it was a tough decision. But yes, like I said, I'm playing it safe with the Strowman and Ricochet. Um, they're, they're getting a current push at the moment as of late, which I don't know. seem to know why, as they're a random tag team that's been put together. But, yeah, we'll see. Well, this is the thing. I have I have taken a couple of chances in a couple of matches. Uh, up next, one I haven't done, Seth Rollins versus uh, Logan Paul. Is it Logan Paul? I always forget between the two. Yes, Logan Paul. Uh, and, again, this sh will be much better than it deserves to be with Logan Paul involved. Seth Rollins... Is too talented not to bring it a great match. But there's no way Seth loses. Uh, last year, losing to Cody was acceptable. He can't lose at WrestleMania this year, surely, Jackson. I mean, yeah, I I think that he's done an excellent job putting uh, Logan Paul over. I mean, even I've had to admit that those knockout punches he's given him have been actually excellent spots. Um, and that is a lot thanks to the selling of Seth Rollins. Do I actually see Logan Paul winning, though? No, I'm sorry. I've gone Rollins all the way. Gina also has gone Rollins on this one. Yeah, no surprise. Uh, again, cross abroad, Monty has gone for Seth. So we've all gone Seth on this one. Up next, uh, we are going to have... Which one should I pick? We'll go Rey Mysterio versus Dominic. Um Again, what build-up this has been to this matchup, and we're finally going to see Ray taking Dom to the woodshed, Jackson. 
I mean, we definitely are going to get very much at the beginning of the match uh, a good father being on his son, which needs to happen. He needs to take this beating for sure. (laughs) And and what about how's this ending with Legado helping or? I definitely see, you know, uh, Damien Priest getting involved, maybe, maybe only him because of, you know, the other matches that we do have sort of coming out of this. Uh, this weekend. Uh, however, I I, I can't see the, uh, I can't see Ray Mysterio wanting to take this win over his own son. Um, I I see Ray really wanting to put him over, and I see this match going uh, in Dominic's favor here. Oh, Jack, see, do you know what? I really thought I was doing this by myself for a second earlier. I was like, I'm going to go dumb, and people are going to go what? But like you said, it's WrestleMania. Ray, this will be the... Talk about theory winning. Dominic Pinning Ray is the start of his career then, isn't it? You know, this is what Ray wants. Yeah, like, you know, this would be sort of like perfect from a father's point of view. This is like the perfect storytelling and build-up, you know, in really uh, kind of almost giving the reins to his son. Um, What better way to showcase him at the showcase of immortals and actually put, like put him over, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I've definitely uh, taken a chance with this one and gone Dominic. Gina's also taken that chance and she's gone Dominic too. Oh, well, Monty's gone Ray and it makes me worried now because it seems the obvious, again, Monty, if you listen, it, it seemed too obvious for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I really toyed with this one because of like, you know, ultimately from a storyline point of view, Ray should be winning this, you know, yeah. like Ray needs to put his son in his place. But from, from a, uh, again, from a father's point of view, all I could see is Ray wanting to put his son over. Um, and I can't help but want to take this chance because I think if, if I was ever a parent and I was put in that situation, that would, that would all I would, would want for the outcome. You know? Oh, good. At least, at least we're not doing it alone then. Uh, <laughs> up next. Damage Control versus Becky Lynch versus Lita versus Trish. And again, this could throw up another thing of Damage Control getting the win because obviously then they can challenge. But don't we really need an end to this feud, you know? Yeah. um, I think, again, even though I'm looking forward to this match, I don't want this sort of comment to come across as a negative one, but I think that this match really has been placed into WrestleMania as a, a real feel-good match, you know, like one one for the the original fans of wrestling, you know, to see, you know, some of the, of the iconic female legends come back and, and return for a match in the ring. Uh, there's a lot of anticipation, you know, seeing both Lita and Trish return to the ring together, um, but also paired with, you know, someone as iconic as Becky Lynch round. But again, as you said, there's got to be an end to this feud. There really has. Um, and I think that WrestleMania is the best way to end it. Um, I see this, again, because of, I see it as a, a feel-good type of match. I do see Becky, Trish and Lita coming out as the winners here. Um, however, I don't know what this means for damage control um, going forward from this because, you know, a lot of things really do need to change. Becky did actually give a really great promo. I think it was on the last rule just really kind of shouting it in their faces that Dakota and EO have so much 
potential, but they're being held back by being the lackeys to Bailey. So I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to start to see things crumble between damage control, um, because something would need to change if they are taking this loss here. Um, but if they take the win here, there's a part of me that will feel disheartened only because it will feel like this is this feud is still going to be ongoing and not only damage control, but Becky needs something different. We need something different from this. We've done this for a while. I 100% agree. I can't actually add more to what you've just said there, I don't think. Uh, mm. The only thing is, you know, like Dakota Carneo maybe taking out Bailey, the Raw mm-hmm. after, and then kind of Bailey babyface. But like I said, it yeah. needs to end and the faces need to win. Uh, Monty mm. doesn't agree. He thinks the Hills will win, so he's gone for damage control. What about Gina? Thing. Um, Gina has gone Trish, Lita and Becky too. So she's gone for the faces. The most obvious, and we have talked about it, uh, but it's probably the most obvious prediction we're going to give. Smackdown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. It can only be one way. It, it, the only yeah. way, if it doesn't, is just a shock for shock's sake because it's not the right result, you know? Yeah. Um, and it will be one of those things where Charlotte will lose it to her the next day on Raw. Um, <laughs> something stupid like that, you know. Um, it, it, that, I, I really don't, I can't see there being any other outcome. I really don't. You've got to push Rhea at this point. She is so hot right now. She's part of this group that we really did not think was going to come across as dominant and just vital to WWE right now. But they have really grown within this company. And a lot of that has to do with Rhea. She then comes into the Royal Rumble, absolutely smashes it, just comes across absolutely amazing. Don't drop the ball like you did with Shayna after Shayna's run on eliminate that, that one elimination chamber and you dropped it straight away. Don't do that again. Like Also, don't do what you did with Oscar. You know, her winning the Royal Rumble, her having that long-ass streak and then having the likes of Charlotte Flair ruin it. You've already had Charlotte Flair ruin Rhea's uh, WrestleMania um, match once before. And again, I feel like that was mainly down to visa issues for Rhea um, in in that circumstance. But still, right now, um, I I, I feel like this is the most last luck to run that Charlotte has had with the belt. Um... And a real sort of like question as to why she's even got the belt right now, you know. So if there's going to be anyone that's going to dethrone her, it has to be this current Rhea Ripley. So Rhea all the way. Uh, both Gina and I have gone that way. I don't. I don't see that be- there being any other outcome. No, Monty, Monty and I have gone the same. Uh, and the thing is, as well, is think how unlikable, how unlikable Rhea Ripley and Dom will be the next night on Raw. With Dom with victory over Ray with a sheeting grin and Ripley beating Charlotte and they're both saying I told you so. It can really be like I said, we're not going to go Sunday prediction yet, but like I said, a huge weekend for Judgment Day in itself. And then for what I hopefully again I like women's wrestling, but there is no way Ripley and Charlotte should be in the main event at WrestleMania. It should be the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match. That is the match we want to see, the Usos versus Zayn and Owens. I think you would agree, and like I said, it's the biggest match for tag team titles that maybe ever has happened at WrestleMania. Mm. Uh, there's a, there's a, a lot of pressure going into this match, not not just from 
you know, uh, a title picture point of view. But, you know, there's there's been a lot of promotion lately on sort of like the the, the brotherhood of Jay and Jimmy um, you, and and sort of the, the growing recent uh, uh, reunion of Sammy and uh, Kevin Owens. So there's a lot of like um, emotions going into this from, from a title picture point of view, from an emotional point of view, like connected to each of the characters here. Um, it, it really does kind of need to main event it, in my opinion. Um, I feel like this match could go really hard. We know how talented Kevin and Sammy are as independent wrestlers, but, you know, those of us that did actually watch them when they did tag together uh, back in NXT just know how brilliant they are and know how well they can work with the Uso. So this match is just going to be very high caliber, very excited going into WrestleMania and seeing the outcome for this because, yeah, this is going to change like the dynamic of wrestling um, as we know it, like going into sort of SummerSlam and stuff. So it's going to be very interesting to see. But it also is a kind of, you know, 600-day reign of the Usos coming to an end. It will be Sami mm. Zayn and Owens finally getting that victory. The crowd reaction is going to be electric, you know, when when they get Hopefully Sami will get the pin. Maybe even like tell a little bit of story. But again, this is another thing of breaking the armour of Roman Reigns in a weird way. If you take out the Usos, you know, then mm. you kind of, you're left there without bodyguards, so to speak, you know, shot. Yeah, uh, exactly. Infinity Stones, you know, it's like... It also kind of still feeds into everything going into night two of WrestleMania as well and what's going to happen within the the main event of Cody versus Roman because, like, if you go back and remember one of Cody's... uh promos to Roman he does say about like you know what 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 happens when the Usos lose their belts what happens uh when they decide that like you're you're not you don't benefit them anymore and stuff like that so this is you know that this match has got a lot of significance going into night two um so there's a lot riding on this you know and we've all gone faces you know we've all gone yeah, I don't think I don't think we can like no, go any other way. And I hate going against the Usos. You know they're my boys, but yes. it's it's got to be a Sammy and um, it's got to be a Sammy and KO win here. Yeah, now it'll be quite an interesting night one. We're going to move on tonight to now as well. Uh, and of course, don't worry if you're listening to this and wondering where we're going to actually review it. We'll be back on Wednesday with Monty and Gina. It'll be a bit crowded then, but <laughs> I'm going to get used to this. But no, it's fine. Uh, and we'll do the review. So night two now, we'll start with Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Rodriguez versus Ronda Rousey, Shania Basel versus Natalia Shotzi versus Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville. Now, Jesse, I mean, usually I'll probably go for faces in this because I did go for the hills on the Saturday night. But uh, with Rodriguez getting the pin on SmackDown, I think I've got to back the hills in Ronda Rousey and Baszler. But again, piss poor build up for Baszler and Ronda heading into WrestleMania. Yeah, they just got inserted last minute and it was really disappointing because, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure that one of my sort of overall predictions for for the year, uh, like, no, I think it was a prediction for the for WrestleMania, actually, was to see Ronda and Shayna teamed together. Um, it feels like there is, there's been so much lackluster behind this and there could have been so much more build-up. I, I find seeing them finally united as a team, they look badass. They could 
be they could be so formidable. They could really actually help rebuild the the women's tag division, you know. But there, there's been nothing behind it. It's really frustrating. It really is because I'm a huge, huge fan of Shayna. Not so much Ronda, but I'm actually I've actually enjoyed seeing them together. So yeah, uh, I don't know how excited I am for this match, but I know that I'm going to be excited with the outcome because there only really has to be one outcome for me, and that is Shayna and Ronda taking taking the win here. Yeah, I don't think there could be any other way. I've gone for that. Mont- has Gina agreed as well? Yep, Gina's agreed with that too. So there you go. Across the board, BNR to win. <laughs> um, up next, a match probably not everybody's looked forward to, but it, if it goes longer than three minutes, I'll eat my hat. And I'm not even wearing a hat. It's Brock Lesnar versus Omos. We're going to get <laughs> Omos pushing Brock around a little bit. Brock, will he hit a suplex or will he just straight F5 up and finish? Can can almost even take a suplex. Do you know what? I think that you're you're extremely right. It's going to be a very quick match. I do also think that it's going to be one of those ones where we we will get teased that Brock will attempt a suplex, realize he can't, and then end it on an F five, and it will be just like that done. (laughs) Yeah, with a choke slam attempt, even you know, quick kick out up again. Uh, Yeah, you know that kind of the Brock stuff that we just. I've had for the past year, it seems now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a bit of a surprise here because I've gone Brock. I assume you've gone Brock Lesnar as well. I have. Monty's gone Omos. Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah. What does he know that we don't? <laughs> I don't know because he's also gone Brock. So the, I, I want to know Monty's thought process going into this match. Yeah, well, if he gets it wrong, we can take the piss out of him on the show Wednesday, okay. you know? That will be. That, yeah, I will be. Something to look forward to. <laughs> uh, that type of moment um, from Guardians of the Galaxy with Drax when he's just shouting in um, Chris Pratt's face, so you must be so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, that that's going to be me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to be Brock. Should be Brock that wins that. Um, we have Helena Selm. Edge versus Finn Balor. Again, Balor talk about bringing the demon. What are your thoughts? Because for me, the demon can't suffer much more, can he? Yeah, no, again, um, I think I talked about this previously um, earlier in the podcast, but uh, I I just feel like if if we're bringing the demon out at WrestleMania, like it's got to be, it's sort of in his favour, especially calling it Hell in a Cell, you know, putting Edge in... A, a hell in a cell with a demon that's not a good look you know um and again i still think that finn Balor is just an excellent wrestler that's not really been given the greatest of recognition um you know and had the greatest of luck uh when it comes to being able to give get a push so i mean what better way to push him even more if if he wins here against edge um i, I think this match has a lot of potential to be an um underrated great uh wrestling match between both wrestlers um so i think this is one to like kind of keep an eye out on because i think this one could surprise us yeah so you've gone finn i would assume yeah Yeah, i've gone finn i've gone finn what about gina gina's gone edge so has monty and they're both not here hmm (laughs) interesting (laughs) 
answered before, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Let, I'll tell you what, <laughs> how annoyed would we be if that, both of them are doing another show tonight? Hey, eh? we... Right. <laughs> 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 the Monty and but Gina try... show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this is better. This is better. Trust. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Finn. I think Finn has to get the win. Up next, mm-hmm. Intercontinental Championship. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Jackson, my heart. My heart can't take much more with Drew McIntyre being involved here. How do you see the Intercontinental title match playing out? Uh, this is definitely going to be a hard-hitting match. Um, I, I, it's so hard because I think my my answer would have been different if this had just st- stayed to the original what I thought it was going to be, which was Gunther versus Sheamus. Um, so, yeah, this has definitely changed my answer, making it a triple threat. Um, so going into this, I've actually put... like. I, I don't know if this is a bold choice or if I'm playing it safe here, but I've actually gone with Gunther to retain. And I see Seamus and Drew being too pig-headed enough to let the other one, either one pin Gunther. Um, And I see that there's going to be, I feel like there's going to be more of a feud leading into SummerSlam that's going to be Drew McIntyre versus Seamus. So I've gone with Gunther to retain here. Yeah, no, I've done the same. You know, I've got rules. And and you that triple threat matches or multi-man matches usually go for the champion so yeah mm. Gunther to win probably over Sheamus or, or, or some shenanigans involved uh, Monty's gone Sheamus to win and I assume it's just you know Sheamus to be I guess you know Gunther straight up I'll, we'll ask him as well what about Gina yeah. this is very interesting because Gina also has gone Sheamus so compared answers this is going to be interesting i will be um asking them about their thought processes going into these two matches um (laughs) well speaking of two matches we've got two matches left to predict the penultimate one raw women's championship bianca blair versus oscar man as i said earlier we should be loving life at this moment, getting a Bianca Belair versus Oscar match. When we know what Blair does at Mania, whether it be Sasha Banks, main event a couple of years ago, of the banger with Lynch, yeah. we know what Oscar's yeah. like. The match, though, can they, can they get the crowd invested, depending on where they're placed as well? Yeah, um, I do think that there's... Uh, I have been thinking a lot about this one in terms of... Uh, how well it will do and I think that is determined by the placement of it um, I think that there would be a lot that when the match gets started I think there's going to be a lot of excitement um, both Oscar and Bianca really know how to work a crowd uh, and they're both excellent wrestlers so I have no doubt or um, I have a lot of faith going into the match that is going to be like a decent one Um it's just a shame because the build-up has really been so lackluster, you know? Um, so th- this is a hard one because of, I love both Bianca and Oscar, so I, I don't ever want to, like, vote on against either one of them. But in this situation, we do have to. Um, and so at this moment in time, I am going to go and um, back my girl, Oscar. Um, I do think that she has, p- probably is the only female 
wrestler on Raw at this current time that has the potential to to take the belt off of Bianca. So um, I have gone with Oscar to win here. There was a point I thought we were going to go the same all Sunday night. But luckily, I say with this one, we haven't. Because I was, oh, wow. think, I was thinking Oscar, but I was like, they've not mentioned Belair's reign, right? They're like She's been a champion for a year. And if Roman mm. does lose, and if the Usos do lose, then apart from Gunther, which would have already mentioned his reign, then Belair mm. can have maybe, oh, she's been champion for a year, and then build her up. Yeah, this is all just wishful thinking. And again, yeah. I don't know if Oscar's... I don't know if the storyline is strong enough. I wouldn't mind Belair mm. winning and then Oscar really turning to the dark side, you know? Yeah, I'm, yeah I get you. It's, it's a hard one to call this match because, like, my thought process behind it was with this recent change of Oscar's persona, like, does she come in hot and heavy and just take the belt straight away? Mm. You know, mm. because does that do her damage for losing a second time at WrestleMania, but this time against uh, Bianca? You know, um, I think uh, this is the what, one match that it was really hard to determine the outcome because you could see either woman winning. They're both as good as each other. Um, you're right in saying that it feels like if Bianca was going to lose the belt, they would be, you know, discussing a lot more about her reign and things like that with, you know, how similar they've done that with Roman and the Usos. However, again, we have to go back to that point of how much lack of creativity and lack of Mm -hmm. care they've actually had with building the story behind um, the women's championship. And as you rightly pointed out, uh, you know, earlier uh, uh, with uh, Bianca's current reign, um, it's unfortunate for Bianca, but the booking hasn't been as uh, consistently great to like get like her, the, her level of matches uh, like to feel as important enough. So it does there need to be some form of change like Oscar taking the belt right now to, you know, like change the dynamic of, of the belt because right now it's kind of fading into the background um, and there's not really been much importance put on the belt itself. Yeah. Um, and that's not from Bianca. That's not Bianca's fault. That's that due, all due entirely to booking. Yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? You know, it's just why it's so difficult. You can see both women walking out. Both women deserve this moment as well. Um, Monty has gone Bianca Belair, which, again, a little bit surprising. What about Gina? Has she gone Oscar? Gina's gone Oscar, yeah. All right, so we got one last match, and we said it would be difficult. But this... yeah is going to be the hardest one because I'll believe it when I see it. You know, like, it's all well and good, me saying Cody, but until it happens, it, it won't happen. <laughs> you know, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns coming up to a 1,000 days as champion, taking on the 2023 Royal Rumble winner, looking to finish his story and cement his own legacy, Cody mm. Rhodes. And the build-up, and again, it's what I mentioned earlier, Bloodline not beating up Cody. and But it's like, how can they escape with Reigns retaining without the crowd pissing all over it and it damaging Cody? Have the Usos interfering. You can't have Solo. You can't... Naomi showing up and costing Cody. Like, what can happen? For, and again... 
what's it going to take to put Roman down? Look, like eight crossroads. You see what I'm saying here? Like, how how's it going to play? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one's a really hard one to call, I think. Um, I think the, the promotion behind it has been excellent, but it's been also baffling to really see who could win here. Because, you know, on one hand, like you rightly said, like there's not really much backing when it comes to Cody. Like, you know, the Usos may be potentially taken care of by Sammy and KO, um, but that's like a, a very, again, determination of the outcome of their match the night before. Um, and, you know, like you've got Solo, uh, you know, is there potential for him to get involved? Um yeah, there, there's a lot riding into uh, riding into this as well because, you know, are people ready to see Roman lose lose the belt? You know, are are people ready to see Cody take take that those titles? It, it's a tough one to call. Well, I'm I'm gonna say, uh, and again, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm gonna say Cody Rhodes wins the Universal Title. If it, if it's not <laughs> now, then when? Yeah, Reigns, Reigns goes into his thousand day reign, but who's going to be strong enough? What Drew yeah. again at the Clash? Yeah, or, or Money <laughs> in the Bank? Like, yeah. and again, it's weird that an AW guy—he's not, you know—I know he's originally WWE, but yeah. this is the Cody Rhodes AW character, and he's going to be the he's one right. that defeats the main guy in WWE. It's just it, seeing is believing. I just, yeah, I can't, I've got all this saying to me. No, it's not going to happen. But I just don't know. But I've got to go, Cody. Yeah. Got to go, Cody. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I agree with everything you've said there. Uh. So I've gone Cody as well. Mm. Um. I, I feel like if if it's not Cody here, then what was the point on bringing him back at WrestleMania last year? What was the point on building him up so much? Um. And then having him come and win the Royal Rumble, it just kind of feels like you would lose. Like, I don't think that there would be great anticipation we ended up then getting Cody versus Roman part two at SummerSlam. Do you know what I mean? I, I yeah. feel like, yeah, I feel like that if there's going to be any time that this is going to like happen for for Roman to lose the belts, it would be at the grandest stages of the most so that it actually makes the opponent taking the belts uh, feel that much more important that they were able to end the reign, you know? So... From that point of view, I've gone with Cody. I really hope that I've not made a, um, a mistake here. Um, of course, I, I, it's going to be so sad to see Roman lose the belts if I, I am right here. Um, but I am taking that risk with this one. And what about Jean? Is she taking the risk? She's not taking the risk. She's oh. gone Roman. Oh. Roman to return. So it's an interesting one. I was very shocked when she sent me her list and I saw Roman. So very, very interesting indeed. What has Monty gone with? Monty has gone for Cody Rhodes as well, which again, when I went Drew at Clash, he did go for Roman. So it's the first time, like I said, majority three against one have gone Mm. Cody. But this is what wrestling is all about. Coming down to it. Two guys wanting to be going to actually pull one over on us in the last in the last match. Is she gonna like? (laughs) Yeah, she will get the win there. Has she seen it? But like you said, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. It's the main event, and we cannot Mm. wait. And it's going to be incredible, no matter what happens, the result, and what goes down. You know. 
Definitely. I'm very excited going into this WrestleMania. Um, I think there's um, a lot of matches that uh, are highly anticipated and ones that have been built very well. So hopefully it will be um, a a good weekend, uh, not just for the wrestlers, but for all of us fans as well. Yeah, well, kickoff starts in a couple hours. People listen to this live on Wednesday. We're just going to do final hopes. We've just done predictions, but, you know, I've come to my first WrestleMania watching live was 15, you know, which, again, is a very, very long time ago. And every WrestleMania you go to, you kind of get hyped for the whole weekend. But there has been some stinkers. Especially on the WNR podcast. You know, go back WrestleMania 32 or 33 or 34. or Well, you get the idea, right? But I'm hoping this year, with night and Sunday night the way they are, we always, as I asked, get a five-star match. We get a moment that will be remembered forever and that the main event delivers. And you're looking at this two nights of action. Surely that can happen, you know, like what would what you mm. want going out of this? What do you look would you look for at WrestleMania? And what do you want when we're doing the review on Wednesday? What do you want to either happen? Or what do you, you know, what do you need? Because I want to be talking about a match of the year candidate and, of course, an incredible WrestleMania main event. Yeah, um, again, I think that there's a a lot of anticipation going into a certain few matches. It's going to be really interesting to to hear of the outcome from or the impact that we're going to get from the bloodline matches. I think that is like the most anticipation right there. Um, You know, uh, depending on the outcome, you know, if that's a double loss, um, I'm expecting a lot of impact and repercussions turning up on on Monday Night Raw going forward, you know. Um, So it it would be interesting to see. Um, You know, I was trying to have a think about, you know, if I actually could see any, like, wrestlers returning from injury and things like that. But I can't really feel... I I can't really see if if there was going to be any returns. I can't really see where it would be placed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Even even it's Randy Orton showing up confronting Cody... It would happen. Yeah, on, it would happen on Raw. It won't ruin his WrestleMania yeah. moment, will it? Like, yeah. You know, I'm, exactly. Like, if Big E was returning, I highly doubt you'd actually return at WrestleMania because of neither Kofi or or Xavier are involved in a match at WrestleMania, so it doesn't really feel right for his return to happen there either. You know, so it's a bit of a difficult one to like place any um you know return surprise returns maybe. Um, so this one I think might be uh. It might just have a few cameos, maybe, of other legends, maybe hanging about. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like, chilling. <laughs> yeah. Like, in catering. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I'll do it. But, um, yeah, I think the biggest uh, sort of outcomes I'm looking for at the moment are just really to do with the bloodline and, and what repercussions are going to come with that on the over the next week um, after it. So, Well, I will say, final word uh, before I wrap up. If it is the case of Cody winning tomorrow night, then mm-hmm. incredibly, right, this is mental, when you do the show with me on Wednesday, it would be the first time we have done a podcast together when Roman Reigns wasn't Universal Champion. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, so we haven't actually done a podcast together <laughs> since... <laughs> Champion. Yeah. That's how she yeah, oh, the God, month that's... after he won the championship, you joined the podcast. Oh, wow. Okay, so, you know, 
at least we know that there'll be reason for celebration um, in terms of the champion if if there is. Um, so it, it, that's an interesting one I to go say, into as well. Hold my hand. I'm nervous. Uncharted territory. <laughs> I know. I know. We're going to have to, you know, really think about uh, the fact that it, we, we will be talking about Roman consistently on a, on a weekly basis. It's sad. <laughs> There's a lot more involved going into this match now at WrestleMania. Gosh. Motion stakes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we we'll leave it there. That is it. Don't forget, across all social media, Twitter, the Dublin Podcast. I'm at the Dublin IJ. You can find the entire Dublin team on the Twitter banner. Jackson, where can people find you? Um, I'm on both Twitter and Instagram at Jaxie Scarlett. The Dublin are also on Facebook and Instagram across all Google platforms. Send us an email at Dublinopodcast at gmail.com and YouTube. Dublin Podcast with the latest clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube as do SoundCloud on your phone. Also Spotify and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, break and review there. So that is it. Like I said, next episode, Wednesday, the team is back together for night one and two review. Next weekend will be stand and deliver. But until then, I've been James Ronald and was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. And everything we proved today, we don't need Monty and Gina, do we? No, no, we can just talk about them. It's fine. They can always just be there in spirit. We've had enough fun. <laughs> but I hope everyone enjoys WrestleMania this weekend. Enjoy it. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I hope you enjoy it. I hope everybody enjoyed this. And thanks for listening to me. And bye. <laughs>